We are very proudly sponsored by Huckleberry. You can find them at huckleberry.co.nz for your local source of organic produce, whole food groceries, and top quality supplements. I'm Waveney, and this is How to Save the World. And I'm here with Tim. You are. Hello. Hi, Tim. Bat. Yes, this is me. Uh, you, can, you can Google that to verify I exist. I'm a person online. You didn't say your own last name, but you did say mine. I know, because I think that Waveney's, you know, it's a bit weird, a bit weirder. And I don't. I think there's probably only about five. And, and you can hear I've got a New Zealand accent, so you're like, oh, maybe that's just Waveney in New Zealand and maybe something will come up. I've actually never tried that. There'll be only good advice on this podcast. Yeah. Nothing that will get you in trouble. <laughs> yeah, nothing dodge. It's a real pleasure to be here. Oh, likewise. What actually, are we, what, cool. what, what's the point of this thing as you see it? Saving the world seems ambitious. How to save the world. Well, it's about how we're in a bit of a pickle with uh, our future trajectories, sort of running out of a few resources and things. And a few key things. Yeah, a few key things. Water. Dolphins. <laughs> <Some> livable temperatures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, so running out of those things and uh, feels like we're all on a bit of a travelator, sort of just gliding along to this unwanted destination. Like we've kind of gotten as far as working out that we don't want that but we're still just sort of gliding along. I used to feel like I, we were all on the travelator, but now I feel like maybe we are on a missile <laughs> headed towards the sun. Yeah. And we're like, well, yeah. shit. Actually, another one, I often actually I often think of a big cruise ship too. Like, uh, the the, uh, no, no icebergs, just open water and just the momentum of right. a massive boat just plowing along in a straight line. And that's what we've been, that's what humanity's been doing like since forever right just progress advancing getting smarter working more efficiently multiplying like these are all smart good things you know we're clever and we're just on this ocean liner full steam ahead and now this generation's going oh oh we've got to we've got to turn this ship and it's this massive like these 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 ways of living so i'm here because i want to i guess say that these ways of living more sustainably and saving the world they're actually not hard but it's the effort it's this huge effort of turning the ship and it's like it's our generation or generations really that are turning it and it's like this well it's just easier to cruise along in a straight line isn't it it is oh man and you're kind of uniquely placed to be doing this you've got experience you're not just you're not like me i see i this is how the dynamic is i think <laughs> i'm like the dummy i'm the i'm the new to this person who has um i think like most people my age i'm early 30s have seen the headlines for a long time mm-hmm. and seen the reports periodically and seen that uh, you know, once every month or two, scientists come out with a new, right, terrifying new report, statistic. and kind of often don't do a lot with that information except panic and then forget, yeah, and yeah. then just move on. Yeah. You, on the other hand, have done some stuff. Yeah, I did some shit. So tell us about the shit you did. I had exactly the same thing at actually a similar age. I uh, cruising along, and I hadn't thought at all about any any really anything to do with environmentalism or anything like that it's just throwing stuff in the rubbish like no idea it wasn't a message I even heard once growing up just everything's cool we used to burn our rubbish in the backyard I remember watching the 
different flames going, oh, a pink one, oh, a green one. That's <laughs> oh so cool, you know. So that was all normal. So not happy parents or anything? No, no. Okay. Weird name, but not happy parents. Sweet. Yeah, just clarify <laughs> that. And... Um, I started seeing the headlines just and going, oh, something's going on here. And then I uh, watched a couple of movies, just things that sort of crossed my way. And for some reason, I had a, a different reaction to what a lot of, what subsequently realized a lot of people do have, which is that's clearly too hard. I just thought, oh, I'm, I thought I was a good person. And, and I've just worked out that the way I'm consuming is totally screwing everything up. I'd, I'm not comfortable with that. I want to try and work out how to do things differently. And then I just had, I was probably two fairly miserable years of, of not actually miserable, but I guess, you know, in your headspace. How old are you at this point when you kind of get, when you have that I was probably moment? about 33, I think. Oh, no, maybe a bit younger, maybe about 31, 32. <gasps> I me. Think. I think so, yeah. It's me, it's yeah. Ryan. Yeah, 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 it's right. It's you. Um, Gen X. Um, so I yeah had a couple of miserable years of just carrying on consuming in exactly the same way because I with the knowledge with the knowledge which were. I actually think is almost like seventy percent maybe I don't know I feel like ninety percent of people are in that bucket now yeah, it's just yeah, like I think you're right. we've all got this like oh like it doesn't feel great having plastic and all of that nobody likes it but it, we're, we're we're literally stuck so I was carrying on like this going oh man I didn't know it seems amazing to me now because I'm in this little green bubble. But I didn't know one single person that was into sustainability. That blows my mind. I thought, I just, I assumed because of the few projects that I know that you've undertaken yourself and been involved with that this this was like you were 14 years old, joined Greenpeace, yeah, no, no. commanding parades no, down the street, no. getting everyone to, you know, get rid I know. of I I'm a little bags. bit personally uncomfortable with activism. I think good on them, but I'm not really one for like the placards are, you know, sort of like my, maybe stand in the back. Quiet but, achiever. Yeah, quiet, yeah, quiet. <laughs> Like, I'm always like, wow, look at those activists. They're awesome. <laughs> I'm going to try and change the world through shopping. Yeah. <laughs> Which I can get paid out for too, actually. But... Um, so you were... Okay, so you're 31. Yeah, you get this big pain yep, in your stomach yep. for two years. Yeah, <laughs> going, oh, crap. What am I going to do about that? And I guess just... Actually, so do you know about that um, rubbish-free year that we did? Have you come across that? Let me say no to be the, what's okay, called the yes. audience surrogate oh, yes. to explain mm. to everyone. I only know a little bit about it as well. So what is that? So that was, it was actually a personal challenge and that we didn't anticipate that. Who's the, we, by the way? Oh, my husband and I. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and dog at the time, since passed away. Oh. As happens with dogs, eh? 10 R. years R. old. Yeah. So uh, we... We were, it all seemed really normal at the time. We were, we're trying to crack it, right? We're trying to work out how to live sustainably. Couldn't crack it. Didn't know what to do. Frustrated. So we're, we're like, why don't we challenge ourselves? Why don't we challenge ourselves to try and live for one year without creating any rubbish? And th- we were literally putting out a big bag, you know, the big council bags. Yeah. We we're putting out one a week. There's quite, but like, I think a challenge is excellent. And I think a challenge is very motivating. And yeah. there's, a, there's a natural... Um, thing I think that most humans have inside them that go that competitive sort of spirit that we have, but that's quite a big one. I know it's really picked. weird because it all felt really normal at the time, right. like so normal that neither of us can remember 
which one it was wow. that even came up with the idea. It okay. just it didn't even seem, it just, which is so weird looking back on it now. Yeah. It just seemed like, oh, a really obvious next step. Okay. And we're like, oh, we've got this problem. We can't crack it. Oh, no, let's have a challenge because that will make us right. do it. Right. And we'll just have to work it out then. And so, um, yeah, that was sort of in about winter of 2007. And we're like, oh, let's, you know, rather than starting it tomorrow, let's make it a New Year's Day thing, you know, New Year's challenge. So um, we... You caused the global financial crisis. <laughs> Here's what oh! you, st- you stopped buying all the like good single-use plastics and the world economy fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> There's a dumb joke, waving it. There will be more. <laughs> um, I forgot about it for a wee while the the challenge so you set yourself the challenge yeah and winter and then promptly well because it was like so far away but, sure well okay. you know that's great we've made that decision now oh what a weight off our shoulders <laughs> we're doing it <laughs> yeah that's later. great we'll do it later and we got to sort of october and we are we still are we gonna do that thing and i we're like yeah why not let's do it and then i it was in november that i thought i there might be a bit of prep that we need to do, prep. So I might start Googling a few things. And at that time, I also rang um, Campbell Life. Mm-hmm. And I asked them if they wanted to um, come along and video us. And this was at the start of the, the, the yeah, journey? Yeah. And I said, well, before we'd started. Good accountability. Yeah. Then you got the whole country holding you well, I thought to that this they, promise. I really thought that they would say no. Yeah. And instead, uh, they were like, um, oh, yes, yes, that, yeah, we'll, we'll cover you through the year and we want exclusive coverage. And I hung up the phone just a bit like shocked. <laughs> and I was saying to Matthew, right, you know that challenge we're doing, we're definitely doing <laughs> it now. <laughs> so we um, ended up going uh just it was a crazy couple of months actually because it turned out that the hardest part of that challenge was the preparation mm-hmm. and we oh, i just because was you, it around research or was it around actually getting the things that it was you would need both and it, it, so i guess there's a thing called the waste hierarchy uh, it's a little upside down pyramid thing and it's that the thing you should do the most of and do first is just avoid waste completely. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you should be reducing your waste and then reusing it. Like you know, a really good example to go through would be a shopping bag. Mm-hmm. Like the, the very best thing you could do would be to just have one bag that you're using again and again rather sure. than saying, oh, well, I can take a plastic bag because I can recycle it. Which we in New Zealand, hopefully the people all over the world be listening to this, we now have to do. Yeah. Because they've banned single-use shopping bags. Awesome. Um, So we basically did the opposite of that. Rather than starting with, well, how can we avoid waste completely? How can we um, be like, you know, golden children. We actually started at the other end, which is the easy end, which is starting with recycling and working out, you know, actually how can we, so if we're producing... Let's assume we have the waste. Exactly. If we're we producing it? it, how can we, because the big goal was to stop this waste from going to the landfill and to work out how it could become a resource. Mm-hmm. So the first thing we did actually was work out in our home what we could do to rehome things, repurpose things, like realizing that we could be composting a lot more than we thought. So there was a lot of learning and kind of mucking around with that. And then we got to um, December, like late December, and 
Campbell Was Liber this a cool thing for your marriage, by the way? That you both were like throwing in with this challenge? I imagine it'd be really cool to do this with your partner. Yeah, funny you should say that. You obviously haven't done one. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were fine. We we got through it because we were like equally interested in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But every other couple I've spoken to, that yeah. it always seems to be couples that do these stupid or weird challenges. Because oh, everyone ended up for Christmas that year, everyone gave me these books that people had written about my twelve year challenge living biblically, or God. my twelve year or twelve month challenge. Um, buying only local fruit and veg but some great books but realize this is a global phenomenon everyone's getting in there doing all these their, bloody couples yeah. get bored yeah. of their own relationship and, anyway, and they, have to throw another thing in the, the mix yeah, yeah. And people, it's like swingers but yeah, yeah but for good but for weird so um yeah people generally seem to really struggle with their relationships during a crazy challenge i reckon i suspect we were that all right well like you said both of you were into it i suspect there'd yeah. be a lot of couples where one person's oh, really it is. Pulling every the single trailer time and... it's one it's yeah. like wait honey <laughs> we're doing it like, okay yeah, all right yeah, all right whatever you reckon so yeah late december we were still throwing out literally we're still throwing out a bag a week and we're like crap we've got like 10 days before we're supposed to be completely rubbish free so what we did was just put it for a month um to, oh so you started feb yeah started february the first and all, all through january it'd be like every time we threw out like anything a ballpoint pen yeah we'd be like we'd like all gather around the rubbish bin and have a hooey basically and talk about it and try and so so the first part was like the like chunking through some big easy wins sure which is great right because so many people can actually do a lot of that stuff it's the 80 20 rule you know it's like 80 percent of the effort is on that last 20 percent but and if, conversely you yeah, can conversely, achieve 80 yeah, percent exactly. of the work with 20 yeah, percent of yeah, that. yeah 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 so yeah, that, those last few weeks was like, man, what are we going to do in, in three weeks' time when we're, we're supposed to be living rubbish-free? How are we, what, what are we doing instead of that thing? And and so then it was every single... It got really pedantic, What did you do honest. about the pen thing? I've, you got me on the hook with this now. All right. Did you convert to pencils? Oh, I love... I'm a big pencil fan. Uh, so a bit of bit of pencil action, but also, um, you know, this, you can get a, a proper metal... Oh, a stainless steel pen uh, with a reusable cartridge, mm-hmm. and those cartridges, like, like Parker pens, yeah, 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 and those cartridges can be plastic or can be steel or whatever. I'm terrible, is it stainless steel, or whatever? Um, so any, so that's the thing is partly realizing that that pen, if it's metal, when that's finished with, like you'd have to run it over it for it to be rubbish because you can keep refilling those cartridges and because it's metal cartridge, so can you actually, it's not rubbish. You, it's, it's all recyclable. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, cool. So a lot of it was actually like plastic free. Interesting. It, it's sort of, because there's, and then there's when plastic gets mushed into other natural materials, it's really bad as well. It blows um, my mind that we haven't had plastic that long. Yeah. And it's managed to do, like it obviously did a lot of good if you look at it sort of economically and, and what it's done for kind of human growth as a species and being yeah. able to give us. Yeah. But, man, we have not – we've had it – how long have we had plastic? Since, the, what, the 40s? Yeah, yeah, and then, like – Less only, than 100 years. Exactly, and exactly. Really and we haven't even really been into it for up. that long because the real thing was um, getting the single-use stuff. Yeah, which means it had to get cheap enough. It's interesting because you – when um, an analogy that came to my head for this challenge that you oh, set for analogy. yourself. Yeah. I love a good analogy. Is that when you, it was when you said um, that you and your husband decided to do it, you're just like, 
we're going to commit to doing it and we'll kind of figure out, yeah. you know, through the course of all the planning and that, how mm. we actually pull mm. it off. Mm. And I, I love thinking about the moon landing. Yeah. It's the same thing, right? They just, yeah, the present. Yeah, true. JFK they couldn't practice went, it. We're yeah. going to go to the moon. Yeah. We don't know how you get to the moon because yeah. no one's ever done it before. Yeah. That's yeah. why we're going to do it. Yeah. And just through the course of doing, doing that it. exercise, yeah. they invented so many things like Teflon. And yeah. There's countless yeah. inventions and patents Teflon that came and out. Teflon other great and things. Other, other really good things. Yeah. Well, you know, good rocket propulsion stuff as well. Yeah, no, hopefully totally. if this yeah. whole yeah. plan doesn't pan out, we'll get us over to Mars yeah. so we can <laughs> start Excellent. again. Yeah. But um but it's but would you you must have learned so much stuff now yeah. through the course of just a decision yeah. being made, you know, yeah, and you're absolutely. committing to it yeah. and being like, we're yeah. going to do this I thing. do recommend a good challenge, actually. A good challenge yeah. is bloody great because yeah. yeah. it's not even about reaching the challenge, eh? Well, it is sometimes. Well, come on. It's not, not about that. But I think so much of it is about all of the tangential, the people you meet along oh, the way, actually, the things you actually, that's really learn. true. So that challenge changed the course of our life, actually. Like, we both... Cue the music. We, this is where the orchestra <laughs> swells up. We, um... I get a bit teary. Um, no, we, um... Are both working in waste now, and, um... Yeah. What were you and your husband doing before this challenge? Were you uh, in this field? No, this no, right, because we weren't... You weren't thinking about it. wasn't on the radar. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I was a youth worker and uh, English language teacher, and my husband, Matthew, was a social worker. Yeah. Similar. Yeah. Yes. Kind of jobs. So we've discovered how... Um, to crack the pen thing. Oh, yeah. I love these series of hooies that you're doing over the rubbish bin. Were there any other big ones that you can remember? Or like big and that they were little objects or something really ubiquitous that's in your life that you never kind of thought about before and you're like, oh, dang, how do uh, we get rid of just this Just so many object? things. Highlighters were another one. I threw out a highlighter. <laughs> yeah, I was like, stationary, <gasps> huh? Right, like all the stationary. So food is an interesting one because it's just reoccurring. Every single week you've got to go and do that again. it feels like you can crack food, right? Like food seems... I'm I'm thinking of a lot of bins. So many options. Well, actually, these days, so back in 2008, it was a very different world. Yeah. There was... uh, We had bin in, but that was about it. And it was actually... Bin in, for those who aren't familiar? Is... uh, in with some bins. <laughs> <laughs> They're like a wholesaler-ish you know, for food, but everything's in a big storage bin, so you just get a scoop of yeah. nuts and, yeah. and cornflakes. That's and right, and you they've got their plastic bags on a roll, so the idea, if you're trying to do it without waste, is to take your own bags in. That's a big waste reduction thing, even using their own bags, eh? you, like versus... Mm. I don't, I don't know. I don't, know. I don't think not. so. No, because you be like if you're getting a bag of rice at the supermarket versus a bag of rice there, yeah, it's still in a plastic bag. Yeah, true. Anyway, we'll keep thinking these things through. So you bring your own bags into into Binan and then that that yeah. That so thing. that was helpful, but um, oh now like just well because I live in Milford, and uh, just while we've been living there over the last couple of years, so much stuff has just popped up. That has actually made living zero waste very easy. Right. Yeah. What kind of things? Uh, well, so there's um, one of those refilleries. See, this is the thing. They used to be like the branding was more like the bulk bin store, and now yeah. it's a refillery. Right. Know? That sounds a lot sexier, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? it? That's does. going to get the young it's a sexy people out. Shop. It's great. I love it. So pay for it, but it's great. You feel great when you walk in the door. So um, there's one of those there. That's the source. And then there's the Good Four guys as well. They're great as well. Um, they're right up on um, 
Ponsonby Road. Okay. Good four, guys. Good four. So, you know the big... Oh, good four. Yeah. F-O-R, not yes. the number. No. Yeah. Um, then by the big supermarket up there. Um, and that's a refillery as well. So there's actually heaps around it's now. It's all branding, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's so <laughs> just got to get a good name it's for your thing. It's gone from being like, oh, it's a bit budget. Oh, yeah. I might get scabies if I touch that handle. It, to, exa- yeah. to this is... Yeah, like this is... The premier, yeah, this is what we should be right. doing. That's right, it's all organic and, yeah. Um, a similar kind of thing happens with beer, I think, as well. Yeah. We've got such a big old boner for craft beer now that yeah. people bring their own flagons in and get it filled yeah, up. Yeah. And that's actually really... Where do, you, where do you go to get friendly. where do you do that um i know you can do it at brothers oh yes they're a very good brewery yeah, and they, yeah. they you can buy flagons from them or bring your own thing and they'll fill it up at That's the tap good. so i've made you know how you can get flagons from time to time you see them second hand yeah and almost always they won't have a blooming lid on them yeah um i have taken old corks and um just sort of whittled them down oh, yeah. perfectly so and managed them to a bit more of a uh what's the word sort of like you mean a, like a taper. going to a point yeah no, taper. no no actually just because you want a nice you want it to be totally parallel with the glass you to have a, a really good, have good seal, seal it, yeah. yeah so just like you know one so evening. you just shave it down so it's the exact yeah, right yeah, size exactly just okay. sit around and <laughs> you should do that instead of your knitting also just quickly how'd you get over the highlighter thing oh a highlighter <laughs> thing gosh I did love, you get refillable pens i love your train of thought <laughs> well, it inside my head it's oh, so like scattery just like, but then i come ding. back to things um yes we've got the refillable pen we actually got a uh sponsorship with Binan for the year nice we just rang them up and again to our surprise we're like sure we'll sponsor you so um and then part of that deal was they gave us 12 Binan branded pens and so, oh, so they did Binan do stuff stationary yeah. no that was like for their own office stuff i don't think they sold them generally a Binan kind of was their motivation environmental with how they set oh, things up look i wouldn't like to speak for them sure. but i haven't had that sense but it, but they had these pens that were refillable oh, no because that's no that's like a re- pretty normal you know real estate agents have them too you know like just um, a, refillable highlighters yeah, oh sorry no Talking yeah the highlighter the pen, yeah sorry not, not the highlighters no um no the highlighters are super cool um how do you say it like is it stablio or whatever that German, oh yeah i have uh, no idea i've never brand. said it out loud yeah <laughs> see it all the time though no, i'm the saying shelves. it out loud for the first time here um so they do or did a Uh-oh. pencil that's a highlighter what a what witchcraft is this i know so i saw that i can't remember where we saw we actually did actually import a few things and so then you know found out later that that was really bad because of the carbon miles but yeah we didn't know so we innocently went wow let's import (laughs) the salt (laughs) yeah which is kind of cool because it does like some of the things we imported are now readily available here and it's just a bit of a you know we've had a bit of traction which is cool um so yeah, just these big, they're nice, big, thick pencils, just of? like a <laughs> like yeah, depleted uranium some or something. Really toxic thing. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm going to Google them. That's, yeah, it's crazy. They're very cool. And so the thing with we've still got those, they will never ever go dry like a regular because right. it's a pencil. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it will be there for fifty or hundred years. Because and actually, like how often? Because it's funny back in two thousand and eight, I actually used a highlighter. I don't really use paper much anymore. I'm going to have that highlighter for life, I reckon. Like I don't need a highlighter often. Whereas back then, I was often highlighting documents. It was like quite a. I'd be this is a little tangential, but I'd be so interested to know that vision we had 
I feel like this was a real Y2K thing of the paperless office. Mm. Um, how much paper where the average office is consuming now in big firms versus what it used to? Because mm. it might be really dramatically less. I think it's, yeah, I think it is. But weirdly, I think there's some people who now kind of as a result of that are like printing out absurd amounts of stuff without thinking about it because everything else has been offset. It's like oh, a bit of a halo effect oh, thing. Yes. Like doing so much emailing that you just print a thousand pages of this report that doesn't need to yeah. be kind of printed yeah. at all. Yeah. This episode of How to Save the World podcast is sponsored by the fantastic company Huckleberry. At Huckleberry, your organic grocer, you can shop online for fresh organic produce, whole food groceries, top quality supplements, and sustainable home and personal care products delivered to your doorstep. That could not be any more convenient. You can shop now at huckleberry.co.nz. It's online. So you you get into the year and you've figured out a couple of these little things. Yeah. And then how does the year actually go? So this is the amazing thing that we, so the night before the challenge started, literally the night before, we're like, right, this is it. This is it. If we have, we find one little piece of rubbish anywhere now, it's going to be, you know, fail. So we walked around the house like with a microscope, basically just going, oh, that's, that's rubbish. Or Campbell that's, libel stings yeah, on this. Yeah, that's right. So we, 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 extracted a whole bag full of rubbish out of the house on the night before the challenge and went great good that's gone and then we just sat back and waited literally and just thought well fingers crossed see how that goes and first week went nothing no rubbish second week went nothing Campbell Live came and went it's all good first month went nothing like our rubbish production had just literally ground to a halt overnight Wow. Yeah. It, wait, I'm waiting for it and then... No. Well, that's just... Then it just... It just, it just stopped. When and you stand really shocked by this. Were you kind of surprised? Really surprised. Wow. Because, well, for a start... Because yeah, it's funny, you know, once you... Like, now I'm the person who lives zero waste and so everyone's like, oh, well, of course she can do it. But, you know, if you think back, we weren't that people... You were just were like us. At, oh, yes. <laughs> Just the, the regular person. The regular normal. You were formerly a regular normal person. <laughs> Before. Um, so, yeah, we really didn't. You must have been stoked. We were super stoked because we because it was a personal challenge. And yeah. then, um, yeah, I mean, I suppose, to be fair, I did call Campbell Life. But um, we weren't really expecting that because there was a lot of spin-off media from that yeah. and I was blogging at the time mm-hmm. and then the New Zealand Herald picked that up that. and so then they started publishing it in their newspaper every week and uh, it actually became a very very public challenge so we kind of lived with the fear that we would fail sure yeah would you would you tell anyone if you did heck yeah I think enough time's passed now that you can tell us if you actually oh, cheated oh I see like if I buried it back then no no we didn't cheat in fact we're like we're, you know good honest <laughs> Folk. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Um, but I think that's all part of the court for the public facing part of that. If you yeah, failed and yeah. failed publicly, I think that would be good for the mission, right? To yeah, like, yeah. Look, it's, guys, we're only human. This happened. And Here's actually, what we a lot from of because we don't live rubbish free now. Mm-hmm. And um, my take on that as well, you know, we're only human. But also, it sort of it's cool that we did it because that proves that we can and that we're very powerful to mm-hmm. be able to to make these choices and really dictate what we want. Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, 
the fact that we're not 100% now also shows that it's hard and that manufacturers and government and that there's actually yeah. lots of other players as there's, well. If you don't make this very intentional, constant decision yeah. that this is the way you're going to live, there's yeah, a lot of yeah. pressures externally That's to right. push yeah. you back into it. Yeah. How much waste are you guys generating now um, on average? In wheelie bins or bags? What, are you, what unit would you Give like? Give me like a... Give me a give me a weekly a amount week, of rubbish. Weekly, for you uh, there might not be anything in a week. Um, it could be, um, so even be less less than it uh, around an ice cream container maybe or in a week. Yeah. So even though you're not zero waste now, it is obviously significantly altered. It's significant in terms of so if I compare it to what we were, I'm like, oh, it's pretty crap. And then also I know like zero wasters. There's lots of people out there that are doing <laughs> so this. I've got to get a rebrand <laughs> yeah, for that. That's a thing. <laughs> Can't call yourself a zero waster. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll work on that. I'll tell the community. <laughs> um, and yeah, compared to these guys that are just going really hardcore, where I always feel like a failure. But yeah, compared to the normal person, yeah, um, we're, you're a we goddamn are, superhero. Yeah, we're pretty, we're pretty good. But you know what? A big caveat is to that actually is that um, when we were doing rubbish for a year, we could only recycle because we were recycling, mm-hmm. but um, we could only recycle plastic one and two. And that was it. And now we can do one to seven and the soft plastic. Now. Oh, are we going to get into the... Well, are we? Should we? Thing? I don't know. It's so you heavy. Know yeah, I do know about it. It nah, drives me nuts. In New Zealand, there's been some reporting that, um, in fact, all the recycling that we're attempting to do is kind of all for naught because we don't have recycling centres set up here and we're actually shipping it to China and they're just basically burying it like landfill waste mm. anyway. Mm. So it's it's not only not only is it just as bad, but we're adding a whole bunch of... Um, shipping miles to get the waste mm. over there to then mm. be not processed in the correct way anyway. Mm. So, um, so there's no question attached to that wave. Now I just wanted to get you off your um, your high horse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm off. No, but like, what do we do about that? Because that feels that I think people were really outraged when they heard that because New Zealand prides itself on um, the clean green image that we've spent so many millions of dollars cultivating internationally and that's a big thing that we don't have proper um recycling facilities here so i might just most of a fact checking with the story yeah it's um i don't know recycling really does like even i feel like my energy levels just dropped a bit (laughs) having to talk about recycling so i i reckon that for, okay, so our recycling facilities here are good. Okay, um, they exist. Th- oh, heck yeah, they're great. And, okay. and actually, the the, the 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 thing about recycling that a lot of people don't realise is that they operate in a commercial market. It's not like it's not some a sort subsidized. of a scam okay. where they're saying, "Oh yes, we'll take that," and then they're putting it in a hole because how could they that make their money to doing that, right? Oh, what from processing the materials yeah, down so, to get yeah. Them again. So typically, okay. we don't. Um, they are technically called material recovery facilities because they don't actually recycle a thing. They don't melt it down. That all happens most. Well, it depends what the material is, but mostly it happens overseas. Mm-hmm. So what these facilities are doing is gathering the recyclable materials, sorting it into bales, um, and then compressing those bales, and then they sell them to the highest bidder. Ah. 
and the commodity so it's a commodity right it's on the global commodity market and typically commodities they just go up and down so do you remember years ago it would have been about 10 years ago Vizzy had its notorious glass mountain Vizzy Vizzy oh Vizzy's the the materials recovery it's okay. like the uh, maybe maybe not maybe that was just in my little world that there was on the news though that, hey look just because I don't know about it doesn't yeah, mean yeah. everyone else did. <laughs> yeah. so so there was a an, an enormous mountain of glass because this um facility wasn't selling it right it was all coming in and it yeah. wasn't moving and so everyone was like what's the point of recycling this is just stupid and and they can't even handle the materials and it's just an outrage you know council should someone should do something um and actually what was going on there is that the international price for glass had just plummeted right and so they're going well we've got room to stockpile the glass if so we can did. manage to hold it for i don't quite know how long it went on sure. for a year or two or sure. something and they managed to hold it over until the glass prices went up and then wow. you know and so it's like there's there's, there's actually very so easy many economic myths reasons around recycling that's so interesting so what the, do you know but, like but, roughly where the stuff goes once it gets, yeah um is, is it all very there, different there, well there is there is so I want to start with the, the that context because I sure. think it's important. But, yes. but actually, there is some stuff going on right now um, with China and, um, you know, whether it's gotten through your sophisticated news network of filter thing, uh, that they've basically put up what they're calling a, a green fence around China. And they're saying, we don't want any more of your shitty recyclable stuff. Like, China is saying that. China saying that and they've said it globally so actually internationally there's this huge it's been about a year now and now is when it's really really starting to um the rubber's hitting the road Mm -hmm. yeah yeah people have been stockpiling stuff and now they're like well we can't do anything with it what are we going to do and it's like I'm actually like secretly like yeah that's awesome because well it's going to force us to figure exactly, something out exactly right? like, and this is the, my thing it's like we have to reckon with it now. another analogy that is dear to my heart is I think recycling is a bit like breaking your arm like so just because we've got great doctors and they're really good at resetting it it's not a reason to go and break it. And I love that. Yeah. As the husband of a GP, I love that analogy. Great. That's a good one. Yeah. So that's how I see recycling. It's like, yes, we've, you know, we've, we've got this stupid system where we're using a plastic bottle that is only going to last you for like one drink, mm-hmm. and it, but it's going to be in the environment for at least hundreds, possibly thousands of years. Recycling, like, that's when you've broken your arm, right? The moment you've decided to drink that bottle. And then you're going, oh, crap, what am I going to do with it? I don't want this bottle for my lifetime at my house. What am I going to do with this thing? So that's your broken arm. And then you go, oh, recycling. And you chuck it away and it's gone you and you've now fixed it. your broken arm. Yeah. But it's like, it's a really crap way of dealing with materials, especially, this is the irony, in a planet where we're really, really running out of stuff super, super fast, that it's yeah. still our model to process that stuff super fast through the um whatever you call it that logistic supply chain chain. yeah 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 Yeah. so that's the real thing and if recycling's in crisis that's great let's who saw it coming that china would be the (laughs) 
potential saviour of yeah. climate change stuff. Because they've also got an ungodly amount of solar panels and have been a world leader in solar panel solar growth panels, over they? the last few years. Yeah. It's because I think this is actually, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's all, it, you know, perspective is an interesting thing because obviously we um, in the West have um, very specific uh, ideas and notions about um authoritarian governments and and on the whole we go terrible and and they are like on the whole i would i would personally agree with that on the whole not very good we know what side of the fence you're on now however that being said you can make huge sweeping decisions and everyone just has to get on board it's such a funny dilemma that one i've thought it through too well when it comes to a situation like climate change which i think is a it's a unique global challenge because it's so vast that it is. It's we, our brains are not geared to mm. think about it and mm. to deal with a problem like that. Mm. We, we we haven't evolved in a way um, to to cope with these sorts of things, which is why we're doing such a lousy job of it. It's so hard for us to rationalise on an individual level what is actually happening mm. and then take on board the emotion associated with that because it's emotion that triggers action it's never logic it's always your actions are governed by the emotional response you have to something Mm. and we're not geared for that for some existential threat that we get told about but we don't necessarily feel all the time Mm. and so enter china who go because they their plans are not to get the party re-elected in three years or four years Mm. it is the long-term growth and sustainability Mm. of an entire country they look after of a billion people so they yeah like a few years ago we're just like hey guess what everyone we're doing solar panels yeah and we're doing solar panels like no one's done solar panels before and as a result they um they actually crashed the u.s market a couple of years ago because they um flooded the american market this was interesting actually because and i'm not like an expert in this but i just sort of saw some stuff around this while it was happening um during the Obama administration, when they were investing uh, a lot of money into green tech, the uh, the Obama administration got a lot of bad press in the wake of that because they gave money to quite a lot of money to a few companies that went under um, yeah. after the taxpayer yeah. money yeah. been given to them. And pa- the reason with one of them in particular is because they were heavily invested in solar panels and they were trying to get solar tech, you know, more mm. um, economically viable for the American market. Mm. And then China has just the ability to produce, you know, so much at a time. They've got such a huge economy of scale. Yeah. And also their factory conditions are a lot cheaper because they don't, you know, care as much about labor or yeah. ironically yeah. environmental yeah, impact. Yeah. So they can make everything way cheaper. So they just flooded the American market with cheap solar panels and destroyed the American domestic M- solar panel market for a, for a time a few Maybe years ago. it was them and not us that were responsible for the GFF. Yeah. Look, Could have been, eh? Like, well, like, there's a lot of, there's, there's always a lot of fact. I think it was more greedy bankers who decided to re-label um, some, some mortgage uh, assets. But yes, anyway, that's yes. a story for another day. Yeah. But the thing, the, the wider point being that um, weirdly, it seems like China through their government that can just make these decrees and yeah. everyone has to go with it might be the necessary evil to kind of get us the out coordination of yeah because meanwhile in the west we're stuck with this it's a really inept triangle of power with between the business sector yeah the government sectors with you know like councils and national government and um then the consumers or the yeah. voters and it's like it's almost like we're gridlocked well it's just when we move it has to be together it's short-term gain right and when you've got 
political systems that are set up to re-elect someone every three or four years, mm. and particularly mm. if you take 12 months out of that, which is like mm. a campaign cycle, mm. then yeah. you're left with such a short amount of time to do anything and you're constantly thinking about the next thing. Because the amount of stuff that just gets sold in supermarkets or Bunnings or whatever that's either um, toxic for the environment when it's disposed of or was taken from the environment in such a way that it was harmful is is like a huge percentage like a government could never just go right we've decided that's all that's going to be illegal now it's like we would revolt you absolutely know? yeah we, and, we don't, we, and we don't like i don't even want to live in a world like that yeah and so it's like how do we um what else is there what are our options and i always wonder with the business community too like i do feel that they are responsible and uh, you know obviously naturally suited as innovators and leaders mm. um but, you know, if they're making a product that, that um, like maybe it's a roof mold spray or something and the runoff of that kills fish, um, you know, they're not marine biologists, are they? So yeah. it's like that's, that's an interesting one because it's like, yes, of course they should be responsible, but also everyone's got a skill set yeah. and an understanding. And so it's about trying to people who have some knowledge having a sphere of influence in a place that would be useful. And so I think that as consumers, it gets interesting for us where if we are basically all three of these, whether it's the politicians, the businesses or the consumers, I think we all have a a very genuine power. And it's quite different to blame. Like who cares, right? We're in this situation. Yeah. Let's not talk about who we got there or who should be doing what it's like it's actually power about who has the power and i think as consumers we've got a huge amount of power that we um actually don't realize that we have and it's not that we have given that power up we actually have it Mm -hmm. and we are creating we still have it we still have it we've all got it and we actually are creating weirdly china probably doesn't have it Chinese consumers, because they don't have as much spending power as we have. Although that's kind of changing But there's now. so many of them. Like, everyone always wants to get into China. Or- well, yeah, but it's like if you've got less resources and... I mean, basically, if you have less money in your life, you have less choices, right? Yes. If you're, if you're starving and yeah. you've got some kids you've got to look after, you don't have the luxury of being able to think you know anything beyond your Mm. immediate little Mm. family Mm. that Mm. you've got to look after and even Mm. like that day or that Mm. week Mm. but we and and you know democracies that have a little bit more spending power Mm. we Mm. have a little bit more latitude Mm. in the decisions Mm. we can Mm. make we do which is we really do so from that point of view yeah you know our consumers have have way more power we do change and it's it's a nice it's it's a really nice chicken and egg because as like, say, so when we started 10 years ago, there were a whole bunch of things that we couldn't do or would have been nice, but they just weren't available. But because we just started buying what we could in ways that we could, um, and lots of other people that we didn't know, you know, it's that, that power of a disassembled crowd, you know, we're all just, we haven't even met each other, but it's like we're all a crowd. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they're all sort of just doing their little thing and making their little changes as well. And then what do you know? Suddenly there's a market. And then as soon as there's a market, it doesn't matter what your values are. Someone will jump in and make a product and meet the demand. And yeah. that's just happened over and over again. And it's just, that's what's really exciting actually about right now is that yeah. we're at this point where everyone's talking about it and more and more stuff's like popping up all the time. Just like, cause it has to be easy. It's got to be convenient. And, 
it's happening, you know, and just if you're looking for it, there's little things and you go, oh, well, so it's not necessarily like, oh, well, I can now make a shift and do everything sustainably. Mm. But I, I think so long as you can find one, it's like just something just a little bit ahead of you all the time. You just I find like one thing that you can do. We, and we need to we need to wrap up soon. So I like this this upward trajectory. Yeah, yeah, end yeah. on a positive. Yes. Yeah. What do you think? Okay, let me ask you the question that every single person who ever talks to you has asked you. I'm sure. Do you want me to ask the question myself? Yeah, I do actually. Well, there's a top three, so I don't know. I'll have one go. What was the hardest thing about your rubbish? I don't give a shit about that. Um, no, I do, but that wasn't the question. <laughs> you ask better questions. You've already asked me, are you still doing it? It's the more useful question. All right, what's the question? What is the single thing you think could make the biggest change that a person can do? It's mm. a great question. Because I know that when, when, when we chat to experts, when you chat to experts, you want to ask yeah. the very same question. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like you're coming to this as a complete doubt. I could answer the question first. Okay, what like do you, you reckon is the one thing? Well, I'll tell you what I did. And this was this is semi-embarrassing for me to admit, but I did this um, literally on election day 2016, November the 9th, New Zealand time. I think it's the 9th because I think it's November 8th in America. When Trump got elected, I was ah, so devastated. Yes. Yep. And so... Um, I think we were all so shocked. Mm. I'll never forget that. No. I was walking around for two weeks just like, what the fuck just happened? Four. What just happened? Yeah. And like, what world are we living in now? Yeah. It was so bizarre. And so that, like, as it was happening, because I was watching live, because I, I sort of follow American politics as a bit of a hobby, I was like, I've got to do something today because mm. things are about to get very bad. Things are bad now. Yeah. Things are about to get a lot worse. Yeah, yeah. So I have to do something today to just put a stake yeah. in the ground to so, do some behavioural change or some action that's going to be helpful. And I decided to... What did you do? I couldn't go full... I Well, I couldn't. I could have. I decided not to go full vegetarian, but I went pescatarian. Wow. Which means knocking out all meat that isn't fish and yeah. seafood. Yeah. So stopped eating chicken, stopped eating red wow. meat. There have been some exceptions, but um, like when I go overseas on trips, when I went on my yeah. honeymoon to Vietnam and Bali, I, I have to confess I did eat um, a lot of meat and chicken there just because I wanted to. But <laughs> apart from trips um, outside of the country, I do not eat any meat or chicken anymore because I had read, and I don't know the stats top of mind, but... It was around water usage of yeah. just how much um, land and water. Yeah, it, it takes is a big one. That's huge that beef. you did that. That's huge, mate. You went zero waste for a year on a whim. Yeah, but you were just watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess we've all we, we, everyone has their little trigger moments, right? Yeah, actually, that's very true. And what you did was essentially a challenge too, right? It yeah, was, it was. It sounds very similar. It's like yes, this, like it was. damn it, I'm doing it. It's exactly. actually quite a big thing, and you yeah. just did it. You commit yeah. to something, and you don't always succeed. And it, and and you know, I, I had probably little um, slip ups when I've actually mm. I have a couple of times I've gotten real hammered. And gotten um, quarter pounder from you know, this is McDonald's. An amazing experience. It used to be my go-to. I cannot describe the amount of chicken and fast food that I used to eat, though. Honestly, it was <laughs> sickening from a dietary and then point actually of view. Particularly fast food, yeah, chicken and or anything fast food. That's when it's really horrendous. Isn't I still it? eat fillet of fish, the, though. Yeah, but okay. so ignore all the yeah. nutritional stuff. But um, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's so. So my point with that is that. 
Um, it's one thing. It's it brings it there down. There are tipping eh, points, too. but it all it it's just it's an accumulation of a lot of things. And there were people around me, flatmates and friends who have gone vegetarian successfully mm. for mm. different reasons. Mm. And I had you know you get surrounded by the information about it all. And I hope that with this podcast, it's just like another little thing pushing people into the direction of mm. you know changing mm. habits. Mm. Totally. You know that you are actually the very first person to ask me that question. Are you serious? Mm, serious. God. And I, it's such an important question I because so. it's like we get overwhelmed with what the dumb journalists things. are you talking <laughs> <to>? <laughs> I know some of them still. Um, so lovely people. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it's actually something I think about a lot because I think it's an awesome thing to be able to say. Like that rubbish free challenge worked for us. We just simplified this very complex, global, often invisible problem into yeah. something tangible i don't see i don't know and that's something i'm really keen to find out what is the single most effective thing because for what we did is just we plucked rubbish out of thin air because it's like like a gateway drug into sustainability that is a good way of putting it. it's just yeah. so easy it's so conceptually easy sure. which is the probably the biggest thing because it, you can always see it yeah. like if you think about palm oil by contrast yeah. it's so hard to know whereas yeah. if you just avoid packaging you're also avoiding palm oil you hit it here first, folks. Easy. That's the easy way to it's save easy. the chimpanzees. Yeah, yeah. So that's something I'm really interested in actually is working out what is the single thing you can do to make a big difference. I've heard from a lot of people veganism, which is a huge life yeah, change. Yeah, I've heard that too. But, but even that, It still means you can go to the $2 shop, doesn't it? And yeah, absolutely. That's true. Lots of crap. Yes. Yeah. If you're just doing that in isolation. And fly every weekend yeah. to Bali. yeah. So yeah. Well, through the through the course of the series, it'll be an exciting adventure as, as Waveney figures out what is the single most impactful thing yeah. a person can do, and we'll get different takes from different people. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way to figure it out, eh? Hey? Yeah, and people be I good. Think so yeah. Everyone will think it's their own field of expertise, but that's I know, all right. We that's can weigh but, it but against. Yeah, that's right. We will. Once we'll you've the left arbiters. the room, we'll be like, oh no, yeah very charismatic person but yeah. i'm not so sure yeah yeah great well on that note any yeah. any last thoughts on that you want note, no i, I just great. want to echo what you said um because it appeals to my inner love of captain planet as a child who grew up watching that series and i've just the power is yours oh yes that's, that's what you're saying nice. about consumers absolutely the power is yours and i just noticed that you've got bojack on your t-shirt i do yeah this was a lovely gift from my lovely wife Bojack Horseman Excellent. t-shirt, which is probably made under bad circumstances. Yeah, was it so fair we'll, trade cotton? I don't know. We'll look into it. Yeah, let's look into that. See you next time. <laughs> Thanks so much to our sponsor, Huckleberry, your organic grocer who believe in organics for everyone. Head into your local Huckleberry to make the most of their weekly specials or shop online at huckleberry.co.nz. Thanks, Huckleberry. Woo!